All right, Matt, I think I got this microphone thing figured out. We had a microphone problem? Yeah, I think the last episode wasn't doing too hot on, like, the sound quality and whatnot, so I'm going to need you to come over here and sit in my lap for a minute. Uh... Welcome to another episode of Face for Wrestling Video Podcast, where we continue our video review of Stardom Wrestling. I'm Waldo. And I'm the map. And Dr. Brian is currently being replaced on this episode in the second match by the non-union Dominican equivalent of Dr. My Wife. Don't forget you can check out our episodes on the YouTube and our podcast channels over on the iTunes and SoundCloud where we have audio versions available. And don't forget to check out the GIF of the day on the Facebooks. Facebooks <laughs> slash Facebooks dot face for wrestling slash com dot colon <laughs> hyphen. Uh, before we get straight into it, fucking rabbits with them big fangs and just claws and just come out and jump at you and just do ferocious little creatures. Did you not see the bones laid out there? No. Our rigs back on episode six made mention of this rabbit, but I'll be honest, my research led to some undesirable results. I didn't want to reach out asking for help researching these rabbits. I'm confused. But sweet baby teriyaki jeebus, we have some excellent news for y'all. What R. Riggs was referring to was my.whiterabbitexpress.com. Oh. It's a website that acts as an intermediary between you and an online Japanese stores. And yet, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Sword, sword. For example. <laughs> are you done there, sir? <laughs> mm-hmm. For example, us and stardom. That's right, stardom. Fight as you might, you can't keep us from getting your merch. <laughs> I'll be posting some pics up of the site and such, but it's pretty easy. I found out about it from a twat follower and was able to get some more detailed information after he did the same things we wanted to do. Our first order with them was for three shirts. We're getting the base stardom shirts, and I'm getting one of the No People Gate shirts. They charge a $1 per item shop fee, a 9.9% service fee, and of course shipping fees. The only catch right now is that the Japanese post isn't mailing much out right now, and the U.S. post is slower than Matt running. So we opted to go with the DHL shipping, and that costed a little extra. Costed? <coughs> Do what? Costed? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I know. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's our modern-day stardom merch problem fix, but I'm still looking for some old-school stardom merch. We still want some comments. Let us know if you can get me one of them white audio tie hoodies. The site has tutorials on how to order, and they are super helpful with quick response times as well. Did you see that we actually have a mission accomplished in their comment section? I did. We've officially, we're done. We don't have the podcast anymore. We made a stardom fan. We absolutely did. And we want to say thank you to Baze for actually giving us your time and now giving stardom your time. Yeah, we're done. Thanks, guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shortly after the last episode, I got hit with a bout of food poisoning. So if it looks like we've been a tad bit slow in responding across the platforms, it's because we have been. But you did get an extra episode, so don't wag your fingers at us. Just at Matt. I mean... Ooh, wag him at Dr. Brian. Yeah, it's all Dr. Brian's fault. Dr. Brian's fault. You may have heard us mention last episode that Dr. My Wife was going to be the new social media director for Face for Wrestling. She has since squelched on this and done other things with her time. I hope this episode drops on time as well, too. Hey, when this drops on time, if you look, there was a GIF of the day for the past week, so... 
My sickness really put me behind on a couple of things, and unfortunately this episode had to go on the back burner for an extra week. However, even if this episode is slightly late, we will make it up to you as we are currently in negotiations to do some special stuff. Sneaky, sneaky stuff. We're keeping up with the comments, and Matt may have stuck his foot in his mouth. Why? YouTube viewer Yashlin Moodley mm-hmm. asked us about the possibility of doing some Chelsea Diamond matches. Who? Although she is before our timeline and doesn't appear in stardom in the future, or anywhere that I've been able to research, we will be doing some more time traveling backwards later on. And Candy Crush is definitely on our to-do list of things to review. Yeah, we won't guarantee a full, like, everything she's ever done, but we may do a career highlights. Last minute addendum. We have new logos, Matt. We have spiffy new logos. We finally got away from the one made with Microsoft Paint while I was drinking and are actually using real logos. Big thank you to Audrey over there on Fiverr. Links in the description below, again. Yeah, man, send some business her way. She does some good work. She made us look cool, and she gave us a cool logo. And we're totally not cool looking. No. <laughs> y'all have you seen us? Y'all saw that last episode. <laughs> we don't look like our anime characters, but damn, our anime characters look badass. It's December 7th, 2018, and we're at another new arena in Osaka, Japan, named, oh shit, Minato... Human Center. See, I'm going to skip that because we're finally in a city I can pronounce. We're in Osaka. With a reported attendance of 265. No dark matches this show, thank God. I mean, I'd watch a giant panda fight again. But we are going back to some of the wonky camera setups and are introduced to middle-aged ref. With a mullet? A baby mullet. Baby mullet. Baby mullet. We have an easy five-match card that seems to be giving us more setup for the the end-of-year climax show. But we seem to be afflicted with the weird camera angle again. At least on this show, we have a second camera at ringside, but still, it's weird to have a real camera so off-center, it almost feels like a fan cam. Yeah. For our first match, we have Natsumi versus Jungle. Jungle tells us it's the final show in Osaka for the year. I did like in Jungle's promo where she mentioned that this was her first opening match in a while. She sounded pretty excited about it, instead of being bitter like a few wrestlers on this side of the pond would be. Are you doing my job right now? No, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting there. Okay. I have one job. I know. (laughs) It's definitely a testament to the work mentality over there where it's a group effort by all for the show to be a success. Mm -hmm. So we hit back to the back and we start off with the Natsumi promo who says, Today I face Jungle. I'll do my best. Standard opening promo. Uh, We then shoot over to Jungle who says, Her normal intro, Jungle Jungle, yay, 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 mow them down. This is the last Osaka of the year. And it's my first opener in a while. I'm fighting Natsumi. Her last match was in the Rookie of the Year Finals. And I have a question about this. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a gauntlet match with random order decided. Right. So did she technically make it in the finals just because she was randomly last? I mean, that's not untrue. It's not (laughs) untrue. But is it really like, can you really be like, I was in the finals of the rookie. Like, really, you just, your name was drawn last. Um, her last match was in the Rookie of the Year Finals against Tsutami, and that was a really good match. It really was. Check out last episode to check it out. Last episode? Yeah, last episode. Uh, she's shown a lot more fire, and I'm ready. That's pretty much it. Nice handshakes to start off in this face-face face-off. Yeah, we get some nice crowd work. Uh, this awesome crowd here. Nice display of power from Jungle to start off as she lays in the headlock. Natsumi tries to work her way out, but Jungle tosses her off into the ropes, 
for the four ropes of power. Yeah, it's just all power from Jungle starting off. Now, Simi dodges a lariat from Jungle, but Jungle was able to catch her with a nice shoulder tackle on the next one. An easy scoop slam from Jungle to Natsumi, and we're back to Jungle taking her time and moving Natsumi around with ease. You know, I think this is the first match we've seen since we started this where Jungle's just not pissed off at somebody. She's just having fun with this match. It's a really nice change of pace for her. Yeah. She picks Natsumi up for a single shoulder torture rack. It's at 630 I mean, yeah. Is that is that what that is? I just I, all power, man. That's what I got. After walking her around for a minute, she lays Natsumi across the top rope and starts spanking her. This went on a little longer than it needed to. But if you listen to the audio of this, it's in sync with the crowd clapping. Yeah, like I said, it's a really good crowd. They're really into it. It was just weird for me. And then she runs the ropes to splash her off. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Effective. Throw your body, but weird. Jungle goes for another scoop slam, but Natsumi was able to roll it into a schoolgirl for a two count. Quick kick to the baby maker from Jungle and another scoop slam attempt. This time, Natsumi gets the upper hand and gets one in on her own. Yeah, she's throwing in some power moves of her own here, and it's I like it. Like, it's a nice setup for the future. Into the El Nudo, but Jungle ain't having it. Well, did you notice Jungle tried to put the El Nudo on first? <laughs> That's my next note. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I wrote down here, she tries to put Natsumi in it, but didn't complete the Boy Scout knot time course. Yeah, me strong, not smart. Not saying she's not smart. Don't hurt me, Jungle. Just making a joke. Send your hate mail to me. <laughs> she does abandon it and goes to run the ropes, only for Natsumi to catch Jungle into a nice spine buster. This time, she does get the El Nudo in, and the crowd is on her side as she hits the double stomp. Natsumi puts in the torque wrench. Actually, is this the octopus hold that Crash Boy was talking about from Episode 7? I officially dubbed this Submission. Torque wrench. Yep. <laughs> he mentioned that Hana used it, but I think hers is where she's actually yeah, on, hers is a bit different. on them and not standing on the mat. I had a note about that, by the way, too. It's not... I We really appreciate y'all's comments and you're correcting us. And if we don't say what you told us, it's not because we don't care or it's... We're, we're both dumb. Okay? <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time of us saying it over and over again before we get... It completely memorized here, which I did do a little bit of research on one of the moves later. We're getting to that. One move per match, I'm going to call right. I'm still a little confused on why Natsumi broke the hold. It wasn't against the rules or anything, and Old Ref was checking to see if Jungle was tapping. It just wasn't really locked in very well. Like, her leg was kind of pushing on the head back, but it was easy enough for Jungle to get out of. Yeah, see, I have here, maybe she knew she didn't have the strength to make her tap with it. Yeah. Maybe it was just allowing Jungle to catch her breath and she knew, she finally thought better of it. Yeah, I think we got a couple of that during this match. Some moments for them to catch their breath. Irish Whip reversals from the corner sees Natsumi jump onto the first rope and leapfrog backwards over Jungle to roll her into a pin attempt. My goodness, the coordination these people have. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing some of that uh, Mary Apache here influence. Some of that luchador style coming out of Natsumi. This is followed by the body scissors pin attempt and then a Hurricanrana into a two count. <sighs> That Frankensteiner, her and Conrana, whichever one you want to call it. Yeah. I thought for a minute she spiked her on her head because of I, that noise. Yeah, I have that here. I watched it four times. If you actually look, she gets her knees down at the last second. That's where the sound came from. She saved Jungle there. But she did it on purpose, and it looked so good because of it. it even got a nice crowd reaction yeah. when it hit. And rightfully so. Yeah. Ah, adding to our very short list, Natsumi is wearing wrestling boots. She is. 
Body elbows from Natsumi to jungle until jungle lays her ass out from off the ropes. The elbow of doom. Nice stinger splash from jungle into the corner and then the full-on dropkick in the middle of the ring. Natsumi is on the bottom rope and jungle tries to decapitate her. Mm. Yeah, she did. Jungle goes up top, but Natsumi is up to arm drag her off and try a pin only for a two. Yeah, this is one of those moments I was talking about. I'm glad you called it arm drag. I wrote down arm drag, but it was more of just kind of, I'm going to pull you off with your arm. And it looked like Jungle kind of landed on her shoulder in a way that it was bad. And Natsumi seemed a little confused for a second. So I think this pin attempt was just a, hey, let Jungle catch her breath for a second. And it took a couple more moves after this. Like the match slowed down for about two minutes here for them to kind of get back in sync with what they were doing. Another scoop slam from Natsumi and she stalks Jungle for the Shining Wizard. It wasn't very shiny. More of a dull. Yeah. <laughs> Need to brush the rust off of that one. Yeah. It was still not bad, but... It's not the worst move I've ever seen, but... <laughs> the dull wizard? <laughs> it was a very dull wizard. She tries to go for the body scissors pin attempt again, but Jungle puts her in the single leg Osaka crab. And they're in Osaka! Natsumi finally makes the ropes. Still laying on the mat from that, Jungle is able to get up top and hit a flying body splash. We then get the full-on Osaka crab in the middle of the ring, but Natsumi is able to make the ropes Holy once again. Holy shit, was that crab not sunk in, though. She was, like, sitting on her middle back. Mm-hmm. Like, it was in tight. Jungle hits the scoop slam and goes up top for another splash that gets the three in 818. A little weird of an ending since she had just hit her with the splash and got a kick out. It seemed like there were a couple of moments where they had to reset due to something. Yeah, I don't know if just somebody was having an off day or what. I can't quite place my finger on it because we're looking at it critically, right? Yeah, yeah, very critically. If we were there live in the audience, nothing would have been wrong with this match. No, probably not. I just, uh, I, I hate endings where they do a move person kicks out and then they do the exact same move and get a finish if that's going to be your finish end it on the first one like i said watching this all the way through first time no rewinds no benefit of being able to replay stuff i think it would have been a great match all the way through yeah yeah it was still a great match no i'm not it was a good opener yeah i've noticed that ever since we started watching stardom even beyond our timeline just when we were watching it before even the podcast was a thought we started looking around the internet trying to find out more information and stuff There's a lot of jungle love out there. A lot of people feel like jungle's underutilized. They feel like she's just never really got her due. And I never really understood that love for her. But this match, I think it's the first time we've seen her not angry, not pissed off, not just trying to beat the shit out of somebody. She was actually just having fun with this match. And I feel like when she's just being herself, she's naturally charismatic. And I could see where that love came from in this match. Ditto. Yeah, it was just really nice to watch. Natsumi's come a long way. I mean, in what, six episodes now? Yeah. Um, She's looking great. Uh, I think they have a powerhouse in her in the future when they want to use her that way. So this was just a great opener, I think. It was a nice opener that did serve more than one purpose. Natsumi is clearly able to start going out on her own, but she still has a little bit of learning to do. Not much. Yeah. And Jungle needed a strong outing to show that she's ready for what is potentially coming down with Natsuko. Uh, They're challenged, right? It's coming. Yeah. But she needed something like this. Yeah, this is a nice get her over real quick. Uh, and the way she put over, we didn't even talk about it, the way she put over Natsumi at the end, she actually stood her up, had her bow with her and everything. She's clearly going to be the face going into this feud. I'm normally not a fan of face-face matches, as it can sometimes confuse the audience. But I think in this case, it was a job very well done. 
Yeah, like I said, it definitely built her up, or in the actual feud that's going on, to make sure people are cheering for her as the face and Natsuko as the heel. Cut over to Konami, who is ready for a singles match, and she'll be facing Mary Apache. I'm still enjoying my time here in Texas while I can, so we'll get Dr. My Wife to help us out again for the Mary promo. Come right on in, the wife. Hello, I'm Dr. The Wife. And leaving the silence. <laughs> so, hello, I'm Dr. The Wife, here to translate what Mary said and give my thoughts on her match. Uh, Matt, what did Konami say? Well, we shoot back to the back, and we got Konami, who's once again plugging that this is the final Osaka show for the year. She says this is her first single since the Five Star, and is her first showdown with Mary. Um, I want to see how well Mexico's skills face up against my submission skills. So she's putting all of Mexico on Mary's <laughs> back right now. Not just I want to see how Mary's skills. I want to know how all of Mexico's skills, if Mary taps, then all of Mexico taps together. <laughs> uh, we then shoot over to Mary, who says some Spanish words, and we got our resident Spanish translator to translate. So I, I kind of forgot to write what she said in Spanish, but... I do have the translation, and basically what she says is, Hi friends, Mary Apache here, and on this day, I have a match with Konami. I think she's one of those company wrestlers who can perform many holds. I really like the style of wrestling with all the holds. Uh, and today, Mary Apache will demonstrate everything that her father in the Apache line has passed down through learning experiences in the ring. Thank you. So Konami put all of Mexico on Mary's back, and then Mary was like, that's not enough. I'm going to throw my family on here as well. <laughs> you make me tap. You're making my grandpa tap out, man. There's a lot at, at stake in this just nothing match. As Mary's making her way in, you can see Old Rev just sitting at the table by himself. Chilling. What is he doing over there? Noodles. Have we found the image? No, I'm still looking. Hold on a second. He must be on supervision duty because we have middle-aged ref in the ring. With the baby mullet. Baby mullet. Is this his son? I thought it was him at first, so I don't know. Maybe they're related in some way. Is he at ringside for him like Mary is sometimes ringside for Natsumi? Maybe he's cheering him on from the background. Yeah. <laughs> ref, your, ref your heart out, man. Five count needs to be faster. So as this is Konami's first singles match, it's actually also the first time we hear her solo entrance music. It's not her first singles match. That we've seen, yeah. In our timeline. we've covered, yeah, yeah. So we get this nice, weird... 80s power ballad metal thing that happens. Maybe that's why Baby Mullet's in there? Maybe. <laughs> I just I don't know what this song was. It didn't really fit Konami. It didn't really fit anybody. <laughs> it was a weird song choice. Uh, Queen was a much better choice. Um, so See, Mary's, Mary's already one up. Well, I, I, I could appreciate Konami's outfit because I really... Oh no, that jacket was stylish. No, I'm not asking. I'm not saying the jacket. The jacket was more of a nod to someone else that I can think of. But mm. um, I mean the the outfit underneath the the robe. Ring attire. Oh, her actual yeah, ring attire. Ring attire. Yeah, because it makes sense. I mean, you're not looking to be the the flashy flashy. You're looking to show, you know, this is me, no. and we're about to go do some stuff. And I, I'm I'm saying this now just because I want him to have to splice it in. I only know one other wrestler that's ever done though. The one long leg, one short leg, and that's yeah. Zack Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. Absolutely not. Got to do it. Who's woo, woo, woo? They need to know the visual. That's copyright infringement now. No, he doesn't work for him anymore. They uh. probably don't care. <laughs> oh. Oh. Or just show the action figure. With the mask on it. <laughs> uh, he's the only other one I know that's done that. But no, that jacket was really nice. The white on white with the mask. Mm -hmm. Really cool entrance. 
this arena doesn't do well for really cool entrances, though. Yeah. So it was just like cosplaying as you walked out in front of a group of people. We kick off and we get a hesitant test of strength that quickly goes in the favor of Mary until Konami does things and moves to shift out of it. Holy shit, a wrestling match breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a fight one time and a hockey game started. Right. <laughs> By accident. <laughs> it was a really good opening little salvo between the two of them. It may seem like a slow start, but these two appear to be more comfortable with each other, more so than Mary and Saki were last show. Mm -hmm. Also, these two are very familiar with traditional wrestling as well, and that helps. There was a really good wrestling match in the first two minutes of this match. I, I was on the fence with that. It started to get good after that, when they started to get comfortable and they got their rhythm going. See, I, I'm curious, like, because as a wrestling fan, we appreciated it. As someone who's, I'm not saying you're not a fan. But someone who's kind of more of a casual fan, did it seem kind of boring to you that they were just kind of doing stalemate moves at the beginning? Uh, I mean, I can tell they're stalemate moves because they were just reversing each other for a while. Uh -huh. But, you know, it's like going to a hockey game. Are you going for the game or are you going for the fight? <laughs> See, I, 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 for stardom, for me, it's more about the athleticism. And I, I really like the contest back and forth, who's going to get that mm, first. It wasn't even that for me. There wasn't okay. much. They weren't really showing much until they started actually... Showing out. I got you. Know, yeah. I got you. Out of a headlock and we get both ladies coming off the ropes for Konami to drop kick Mary's upper thigh. Yes. Different. Yeah. Work the legs, man. Body kicks to Mary and Konami lays her out with a running knee to the chest. A two count and Mary dodges another sweeping kick, hits a shoulder tackle, and gets a kick into the back that didn't need a leg slap. <laughs> no. I, I like that Konami said, you know, this is going to be all about my submission skill and then just proceeds to kick the shit out of her. Wait, it's, it kind of looked like she was tenderizing Mary for a minute. Yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> and she followed it up with some brutal chest slaps while having Konami in the ropes. Yeah. Irish whip from Mary into a drop toe hold, and we get the bow and arrow. She drops Konami out of it and starts to go to work. Konami gets in some elbows, but Mary just kicks Konami stupid. Mary tosses Konami into the ropes and chases after her. But Konami bounces off the ropes to cross body kick Mary. This is always an amazing move by Konami. Yeah, she this and this is one of the cleanest I think I've seen her pull it off. Holy shit, an Irish whip from Konami that is reversed into a stiff-ass elbow. Yeah, I like that Mary didn't waste time and is already working that bigger style, that more powerhouse style in this match. She didn't wait till the end of it and then just say, hey, I'm, I'm better than you. She was like, this is Konami. I got to break it out quick. And we get some actual hard hits early on. Mary goes to suplex Konami, but Konami manages to get in a sleeper until Mary dumps her over. We then get a modified armbar number 26 as Konami tries to roll away. Mary, wanting to roll as well, rolls Konami around the ring while still holding in the armbar. But Konami got Mary to stop rolling and was able to get in a calf crusher from the armbar position. Yeah, I really like this, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody just break out of an armbar by attacking their legs. Smart move. As Mary is about to make the ropes, Konami lets go to drag her back and lay in another sleeper. Mary is able to pick her up and flatten her into the corner. Konami manages to get up top, and as Mary is charging her, Konami gets in the top rope armbar number 75. Middle-aged ref, five counts it, and Mary just snaps Mary's Konami back into the middle of the ring. I don't know what really happened here, but it sees Konami get in the armbar number eight onto Mary. It looked like Mary was trying to tackle Konami or something. Yeah, it was like a rolling armbar aversion move. You want to you know what I wrote for that one? What's that? <laughs> Alligator roll. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Spicy and Titus. Approaching the ring.
<laughs> he finally made it. Now you gotta say there was one where she she did all of that and then Konami wrapped her on her leg around Mary's head. Yeah, that's the, the calf crusher we were talking yeah, about that earlier. Was cool. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Mary tries to escape, but it gets turned into reverse arm bar, number eight. Mary finally makes the ropes and Konami gets in a running leg to Mary while she's in the ropes. Konami, I know you're strong, but I don't know if you have it in you to German suplex Mary. Yeah. Oh, she does. Hold on. <laughs> prove it then. She does. Regardless, Mary elbows her way to freedom and then headbutts the shit out of Konami. Mary goes for a flying butt tackle, but Konami rolls out of the way as I got a chuckle out of them rolling at the same time. Yeah, it was a nice little spot. One on the ground and one in the air. It'd be the opposite of what you would think would happen. Right? <laughs> Please don't kill me, Mary. <laughs> We're fans. Konami tries to murder Mary with a kick to the head. And then hits another one, but it only allows her to get a two count. I'd like to take this time to retract my earlier statement concerning Konami's ability to German suplex anyone. If we ever get the chance to go see Stardom this year, we'll get her autograph from a distance. Yes. How far? Six feet? Uh, six mooses. <laughs> <laughs> what does that translate to? Uh, conversion. Conversion. <laughs> another display of coordination from Konami, who is clearly bragging at this point, as she spider climbs and hits the Inseguri. Konami goes for something, but Mary isn't having it, so Konami has to resort to slaps and body kicks. She misses one, and Mary is on the spot to straight kick Konami in the throat. Yeah, Ooh. I remember that. Yeah. Well, there were two. She kicks her in the throat, and then she lifts and puts one on her head. Oh, I have that one right here. Straight up brutal. And then knocks her lights out with a stomp that only gets a two. I thought this was a three at first, but I had to rewind and see that Konami got her shoulder up. Yeah. But the camera was fixed on Mary's ass, and you couldn't see much on the other side of her. Please don't kill me, Mary. That boot, though. Mary is slowly picking up Konami, who looks like she is being ragdolled into position. Mary picks her up for a body slam, but it's reversed into a schoolgirl for only a two. Fuck, I'd have been dead already. God only knows how Konami is able to keep this going. Yeah, it's a pretty brutal match. Konami is up quickly and tries to run the ropes, but Mary's able to catch her in the tombstone slam? I don't know. That was cool because she went, did a modified split and then dropped her. Yep. So that was pretty cool. And is able to get the three in 720. Oh, you're talking about the Michinoku driver. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude. We get this place, Taka. As far as an American-wise, it was popularized by Taka Michinoku. So it's the Michinoku driver in America. Oh. He was a tiny um, Japanese wrestler in the 90s. Yeah. We won't go into... It was a weird story. If someone's penis got cut off, um, we're done. <laughs> this, is where, this is where you have to splice in the card doing the face The 90s were a weird time. I, I really like this match. It was solid. It showed Mary to be the utility player that we assumed she could be after last week. I, it's the best outing we've seen from her, short of a couple of stuff and some tag matches. Yeah. The crowd was way into it and actually really behind Mary. Just a solid, decent match. A good wrestling match. I thought it was a lot tighter than last week. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, the, the crowd bought into it a little bit more than yeah. last time. We have a better I, crowd tonight. Too. I was happy to see at least one color streamer for Mary. Yeah. But yeah, even, even Mary, she tried to get the crowd involved when she asked for more energy. And yeah. they actually obliged and, and gave her some. Damn good match that served another great purpose. Yeah. Bazuki is definitely in for a challenge when she goes for the high-speed title. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that, but we've had two weeks now of her fighting faster opponents slash more technical opponents than we've seen her do uh, solo at this point. 
Which definitely sets up the Hazuki high-speed title match. I don't know. I kind of think she wasn't being as careful as last time. Where you got somebody a little beefier, you can actually throw around a little yeah. more versus a string bean where you just got to... It's bean sprout. Bean sprout. Sorry. It makes, bean me, sprout. it makes me think of Hulk and Loki. Even though this match was less high-speed than some of the previous ones that we've seen, it did allow for us to see the flexibility and performance from Mary and Konami. And, and, and also, Mary mentioned that she really enjoys the fact that she enjoys wrestling with people who have skill in, you know, putting down some submission moves. So I think it's a nice highlight to see what yeah, Konami a, can do with that. It was definitely, like, Konami lost, but she didn't come off weak. No. No, um, I, I enjoyed watching that match. And she was right when she said yeah. it's a, it's nice to work with somebody in the company who has skill with those types of moves. Yeah, and Mary definitely got a win she needed leading into a match with Hazuki. It's another singles match for both Hana and Saki, with Hana telling us that she doesn't think Saki is a pro wrestler. She's right. She's a betrayer. I was going to call her a snake in the grass, but again, you stole my job. <laughs> so we shoot to the back, and we have Hana with, once again, just a short promo, talking mad shit. She says... I don't think Saki is a pro wrestler. <laughs> they talk shit with a smile. <laughs> yeah. So I don't plan on doing any wrestling tonight. I apologize. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, we then shoot over to Saki who says, uh, this is the last show in Osaka. Like, they're pushing the crap out of this. And I face Hana for the first time in a singles match. We have another first. Uh, I've beaten her in tag matches. I've even gotten the three count on her. But it's singles and she's not taking me seriously. She thinks I'm a bean sprout. Or an amateur. So get ready. Betrayer. You're about to be humiliated when you lose to a bean sprout. So fun fact for you here, Waldo. Okay. I was a little bored and I was like, what can I make him splice here? What does a pink bean sprout look like? So I googled it. Do you know there is a pink bean sprout? Kind of. Okay. It's known as the the mung bean. Ew. That shit's nasty. Sure. Okay. If you leave it out into the sun, direct sunlight too much, it gets a reddish tint to it. Okay. And it's the only one I could find that was a pink bean sprout. Put it up on the, the web. There you go. So more accurately, if you wanted to call Saki something here as an insult, you'd call her a radish sprout. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's for you guys out there. That's a little bit of science. The more you know, mung bean. Both ladies are out, and before we can get Saki's introduction done, Hana is on her like shit on Velcro, and we immediately go outside. Yeah, I like this, man. She's keeping true to her word. I'm not going to wrestle you. You're not a wrestler. I'm just going to beat you up. Hana dumps her into the chairs, and poor Saki takes most of the streamers with her. Yeah. You Guess what she does after she dumps her into the chair? What's that? Dumps her into some more chairs. That's right. You can see Mayu following them around, trying to get all of them off of her, as Hana is just easily fucking her around all over the place. Yeah. By the time this match is over, everyone will be left standing. Hana just rolls Saki back into the ring just to break up the count, and they go straight back to business. Dragged her out by her hair. Yes. Not pleasant. Mary is already out there to support Hana as well. That was fast. Or Yay, would you, Mary. <laughs> or would you say, that was high speed? It was very high speed of you. <laughs> puns. <laughs> Bad puns. <laughs> Loads of taunting from Hana during this, as she seems to be true to her word on not taking Saki too seriously. Not at all, and she is, the only thing she's working harder than Saki is that damn gum in her mouth. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I'm not taking Saki too seriously either. When we do get back in the ring, Hana is getting the upper hand as easily as she did on the outside. 
Saki tries to mount an offense, but Hana just cold cocks her back down to the mat. Yeah, the key word there was tries. Saki does go for the body scissors from running off the ropes, but Hana turns it into an opportunity to hit a reverse powerbomb type hit onto Saki. Yeah. Okay, fans, we need your help again. What in the world is this move Hana is putting on to Saki? Yeah, what the fuck is that? It looks like the beginning of a figure quattro, but it's turned into some kind of modified Texas cloverleaf. I have a big problem with this move, though. Okay. Saki's shoulders are clearly on the mat. It should have been a submission move, but it was also a pin. Mm. Like, Saki's clearly on the ground. Hana, I think her shoulders are also down. The ref did not go for a pin at all. But one or both of their shoulders were down. There should have been a pin attempt here. Maybe that's what old ref is critiquing on the outside? Maybe. He's taking notes. <laughs> As middle-aged ref is five-counting Hana for choking Saki in the ropes, Hana leans back slightly and is able to hit the spit to the face. Yeah, I like that. You're going to try to count me out? I'll spit on you. You got some good aim on that one. Yeah. Saki hits a crossbody elbow and goes to run the ropes to go after Hana. But Hana just grabs Saki's hair and yanks her down to the mat and just starts handing her the business. Problem number two. Them fuzzy shin guards? Ah, uh, yeah. She pulled these up more than Bubba pulls up his pants, man. They roll it over a couple of times for some back and forth until Hana gets Saki up and starts elbowing her. Saki manages to duck a lariat and hit a nice single underhook arm suplex. She tries to capitalize, but Hana is able to get in the sleeper. Hana finally dumps her out of it and hits a nice vertical suplex. As Hana's trying to pin her, Saki rolls it into a schoolgirl for a two. Hana isn't having any of it and gets up to boot her in the face. As she is running the ropes for something else, Saki is up and returns the favor. After another single arm underhook suplex, Saki is up top for the double stomp. But Hana rolls out of the way. She is quick to go to the other corner where she grabs her chains and starts choking the shit out of Saki with them. This goes on for a few seconds until a middle-aged ref tries to break it up and he gets worked over for his troubles. It leads to a DQ in 905. Did you actually notice the awesomeness that was this though? You know when you said that Saki returns the favor and booted Hana in the face? Yep. If you watch closely at that point, when Hana's doing the, you know, don't get kicked totally in the face for real, mm. she unsnaps her necklace. Okay. Which is then in the middle of the ring. Our That's middle, what that was. Middle I ref, that was like a hair no, tie or something. Middle ref takes, baby mullet ref was what, I'm, what we'll call him, takes said necklace, puts it in the corner. What's there later when Hana wants to choke out Saki? Yeah. The necklace. It was all set up throughout the entire match. When it first fell off, I was like, that's weird. Her stuff never falls off. Right. It was a nice little setup there. Good work on both of them covering it up. I had to go back and watch closely eagle-eyed to see what happened there. Also, leave the refs alone, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? How many refs has she beat up at this point? Three. Three. Finish him. Fatality. It was a nice ending. Uh, definitely makes Hana look evil. Saki never really got out of the off the blocks. Like she just got beat the entire time. Stars is in pretty quick to get Hana off of her. Kind of a nothing match, but not a bad match. I'm not really sure why Hana went for the DQ though. She was clearly in control of the majority of the match. I think yeah, that was it. So she didn't care about winning because she doesn't respect Saki enough to even worry about winning. Maybe. The story of this match seemed to be that Hana is a monster heel. Yeah. And Nasaki was there as a sacrifice. Yeah. Pretty yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was a nothing match. 
Yeah, it was it was just to get. I I wish that girl Saki would stop Hulk growling. I guess is what she thinks is in her mind happening because she looked kind of silly with this little streaming going. Mad! It sounds like a a, a yelling goat. Splice in the goat. <laughs> Meanwhile, her opponent's just cocking an eye roll like, what the fuck is that? And here's, here's this other one. <laughs> you guys leave Saki alone. Try do, so, do something <laughs> This is a house of Saki hate. Seriously first. <laughs> Jesus. I'm still on your side, Saki. Alright, so at the end of that match, we shoot to the back, and we have some Jungle Assault Nation intros. Uh, we get the typical, you know, I'm warrior princess, I'm yada, 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 go jungle. Oh, hey, it's Kaori. We hadn't seen her in a little bit. I thought yeah. she was dead. I, for, I forgot. <laughs> I, I thought she also was dead, but not yet. <laughs> so we get Natsuko starting off, and she says, today we're in Osaka, because, you know, everybody said that so far. And for the first time in a while, I'm teaming with Kaori. Today we face, that's when you face and fight. <laughs> QQ, the team of Momo and Atami. I'm only focused on Momo. I want to crush her today, and then I'm taking her white belt next week. We then shoot over to Momo, who says, "Today, oh, and then jungle, 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 jungle." Uh, <laughs> we then shoot over to Momo, who says, "Today we face Jan. This is right before my white belt defense against Natsuko, so I want to beat her, and then I'll beat her for my title defense and show her that she's not on my level." We then get the intros where you can kind of see that Natsuko's still not really into the whole jungle thing. Yeah. She kind of walks around a little bit. I have a note here that says, um, as Natsuko's about to enter the ring, you can see Jungle holding the ropes open for the other Jan members, mm -hmm. but Natsuko isn't too happy about that. Yeah, there's another, some more of that later on yeah. uh, that we'll point out. I'm guessing this is a non-title matchup for the Goddess of Stardom Championships. Yeah, it's never mentioned. But it's still a serious bout as Old Ref is back in. Yeah. We start off with Momo and Natsuko as they get the collar and elbow lockup going. Natsuko is clearly able to power Momo over as she gets her in the ropes for the clean break. Little bit of reset, and they are back at it with some mat wrestling until Natsuko just lifts Momo and puts her up in the corner. Utami tries to come in and help out, but Natsuko was wise to it and gets her Irish whipped into the same corner. Natsuko spears Utami and she rolls herself out. This allows Natsuko to focus on Momo again, bowl her over with a shoulder tackle in the middle of the ring that only leads to a two count. As Natsuko is getting the upper hand, Utami is able to successfully assist this time by grabbing her against the ropes for Momo to drop kick her. The last match must have set the bar for stiffness during this show because Momo and Natsuko are laying it in. That's just how Momo works. And then Utami comes in to start hitting some stiff shoulder tackles to add to the mix. Utami hits a reverse Russian leg sweep to Natsuko, and it was nice. It only sees her get a two on Natsuko, though. But as she's putting in the recliner, Momo is quick to make sure Kaori doesn't interfere. Tommy gets a tad bit overconfident, and Natsuko is able to get a tag into Kaori. She goes for the flying senton? That's yeah. right, right? Yeah. But misses Utami. Momo is in to help out, though. Kaori manages to get Momo down and drop to hold Utami on top of her, and is able to successfully hit the senton on top of them both. And did you see her land square on the back of Utami's head? Yeah, that did not look pleasant. We go from a fiery offense from Kaori to her doing the clavicle chops to Utami. I know it would really hurt if done to me, but it looks a tad bit silly. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, it didn't fit the match. Also, right before she did that, did you see Old Ref nearly moonwalk his way over to the other side of the ring? Sir, I'm going to need you to turn down the yellow on them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bright, I can hear you. <laughs> what is going on with those? I, I'm glad you asked. I've heard through the grapevine that those yellow shoes are a rib or a kind of a salute to Red Shoes Ref over in New Japan. Utami gets in a nice arm drag as Kaori comes off the ropes, and it allows her to tag in Momo and get in a breather. Momo wastes no time getting back to work, but Natsuko occupies her in the ropes as Kaori tries to sneak in a schoolgirl. Stiff elbow exchange in the middle of the ring between Momo and Natsuko until Momo just knees Natsuko in the throat. You can't fight if you can't breathe. True. <laughs> just like you can't interfere if you're tied to a chair. Utami comes in to help try and double-team Natsuko but she is able to lariat the both of them. She turns her focus to Momo as she's legal, and Kaori drags her closer to the corner for them to hit the top rope splashes. Natsuko hits a beautiful scoop slam into the rock bottom move, and Utami is able to get in for a breakup. Momo hits the enziguri of the night, and Natsuko did her part as well, and Momo made it look like a million bucks. Yeah, that was a beautiful move. Both ladies are slow to get up, but Natsuko is able to get in the tag first, and Kaori rushes in to knock out Utami. Did you notice the way she kind of kneed Momo in the back of the head as she was doing this? Yeah. It's like Momo's crawling. She's like, nope, boop, boop. It was really slick, really slick. Kaori goes for the suplex, but can't quite manage to get it up, so Natsuko joins in to help. And then Utami comes in to try and support Momo for one of Matt's favorite spots. I hate this spot, but they did it really quickly, so I'm not hating on it that much. Yeah, it, it was basically one and done. Yeah, it wasn't like, let's stand here for five minutes and let people join in every second. It was just really quick, double suplex. It was well done. Kerry goes to the top rope to splash Momo as Natsuko focuses on Utami. But both ladies miss as they rolled out of the way to allow Momo to get a comeback against Kaori with some missile drop kicks in the corner, and they were stiff. Yeah, I think you can say that about anything Momo throws. Momo hits the Wontonomy bottom on Kaori and follows up with her amazing running knee tackle. It only gets a two as the crowd is hot for this. Yeah. Momo tries for the Peach Sunrise, but Kaori rolls out of it, and we get a little bit of chaos ending up with Natsuko accidentally spearing Kaori. Utami slips in to put Kaori in the torture rack, and her and Momo manage to somehow time their suplexes and the back body drop perfectly. Props to Momo on this one. If you look, she's watching out of the corner of her eye to make sure she timed it right. Momo hits Kaori with another running knee tackle, and it's kicked out of at 2 and 99 one-hundredths. No bother. Momo goes up top to hit her with it from there, and that's enough to get the three for them in 10-01. Yeah, I like how this one kind of had the same thing I was complaining about earlier, mm. where you had the same move used twice in a row, and the second one put them away. But I like that on this one, she does the double knees. It doesn't get the pin, so I'll go up higher and hit her with them from higher. It makes it more impactful, leads to a pin. It makes sense. A little bit of afters shows Natsuko being frustrated with Momo as both teams make their way out. Good God, this was a stiff match and a fast-paced one at that. This was worthy of being a title defense for the tag belts as well. Well. If it didn't have the story involved in it. Well. No, nah, it was pretty good. Uh, I, just, I felt like Kaori was just there to eat a pin. True. And I feel like after what we've seen with Utami from the past couple weeks... There was no real reason for her to be there either. She was just kind of a non-entity after winning Rookie of the Year, 
winning uh, the tag belts, and now you just have her in a throwaway match for somebody else's feud. It just, it didn't, it never really synced with me. But the purpose of this match was to start building up Natsuko, and even though her team lost, I think it was another job well done. Natsuko is next in line to challenge for the white belt, and she needed to be in the ring with Momo for us to see that their match will be a barn burner. Tune in next month. And if this match was any indicator of things to come, then I think we're in good hands. That'll be all right. We also get to see a little continuation on her grief with Jungle, so the story in this feud is very strong. Yeah, did you notice that when Kaori ate the pen, instead of Jungle going to check on Natsuka on the outside, she just leaves her out there and goes inside and checks on Kaori instead? Kind of working off of last episode as well, I think having Utami with Momo is the right call for now. Eh, I mean, like I said, it just it seemed to lose a little bit of momentum for last week. She is by far a better wrestler and performer with a tag partner than she is a singles wrestler right now. Fair enough. I'm not saying she's bad, but I will say that she is capable of being placed with someone great and using that shine properly. Yeah. Oh, goody! It's an Oedotai promo with Hazuki, Kegetsu, and Natsu as they get ready to take on the stars of Mayu, Arisa, and Tam. Yeah, we shoot back to the Oedotai. I'm there trying you go. to say it the way you did it. Uh, locker room. They say it's our last time in Osaka. Surprise, surprise. Everybody said that tonight. And there's nothing really to say about the team they're fighting. Oh, they have a new person. Natsu says, when you first notice her, she's always smiling. But there's no real glow to her eyes. Kigetsu says, she wants their unit to shine the most. Hazuki says, it's just a show. They're really putting the bricks to Arisa here. Yep. Kigetsu says, yeah, but everybody knows, Odiotai sparkles the most. So let's go out and do our best. Hold on a second. Is Suzuki wearing a Starbucks shirt? Starbucks. I did not notice that. Seriously, ladies, are you sponsored by them? <laughs> uh, we then shoot over to the Stars locker room, where Mayu excitedly shouts out, The Osaka show is here. She then pats Tam on the head, who's really, really happy about this, until she turns around and pats Arisa on the head. Tam gets sad. First of all, why are you patting people on the head? That's kind of weird. <laughs> Secondly, why you get mad? Because someone else got pat on the head. I like this dynamic. Arissa says, we made it. Tam is sad. Mayu says, I hope that we three get to close the show with stars today. We'd like to thank everybody for watching. She's back to being face Mayu. Unlike last week, where she was a hill. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we then shoot to the arena, and we get all kinds of interesting things in the intros. Are you ready for all of this fun stuff I spotted out playing I Spy? Okay. First, we get an Odiotai dance. Mm-hmm. Nothing uncommon about that. We then get the Stars theme starting off. And we have Natsu kind of taunting them in the ring, doing a little dance, kind of making fun of the music. Yeah. While Kegetsu picks on Yuri in the corner. <laughs> um, Arisa comes out. She's got a chicken again. Still don't know what's up with the chicken. Oh, I have some side notes on this as well, too. Do you? I have uh, P-Chan is still bandaged up from a couple of episodes back. We wish him a speedy recovery. Love the kayfabe. <laughs> Oido time makes their way out, and I'm going to guess that Nao's case of bad was fatal because she's only here in spirit form today as Suzuki has the little dog with her again. Uh, side note here. Wouldn't it be awesome to have an Oidotai N95 mask for the current Alpacalypse? Oh, yeah. I would love it. Come on, stardom. Let's get on it. Uh, it's almost at the end, maybe, depending on who you talk to, but I'd still buy one. Also... Are you ready for this? Okay. Hazuki's sitting in the corner while everybody's doing their thing on the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Realizes it's either too tight or too loose. I'm not sure which. And we get our first ever 
Saya spotting. She calls Saya from ringside up to adjust the ropes. Oh, nice. Yeah. We then get streamers, and it's time to start the match. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> There's a good one here. There must be a new fan in the crowd who is learning how to shout names as he just plainly says, Hazuki! And Oidotai have a decent laugh over it. Oh, this is also... Did you notice the big guy in the red shirt? Okay. Mayu guy. That's Mayu guy? That's Mayu guy. Kegetsu is introduced, and even though two of the three artist belts are present, she lets them know that the red belt trumps all of that. Yeah, she did. Arisa declares that she wants to start for the stars team. Tam is having none of this and pushes her back. Uh, we go to start off for the beginning. Yeah, but did you notice that first... Tam shoves Arissa back, and Arissa foolishly shoves Tam back, yeah. only to then be dumped <laughs> out to the outside, while Mayu awkwardly watches and goes, yeah, okay, let Tam start. Good lockup by Tam leading into some mat wrestling and reversals. They trade headlocks until Kegetsu clearly has the upper hand, as Tam just tries to rip out a chunk of hair out of Kegetsu's head. They break it up finally, and we go into what looks like a standoff. But Tam starts to rush Kegetsu as she backs up and waves her off so she can tag in Hazuki. Yeah, do you notice that Arissa reaches for a tag here? She really wants in? Tam's like, nah, I'm tagging in Mayu. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Mayu and Hazuki in the ring? Mother of God. A clinic breaks out. <laughs> yeah. This win is expected as they went from 0 to 90 in a matter of a nanosecond. Mayu jumps off the second rope out of an Irish whip to hit a smooth arm drag. She misses a dropkick as Hazuki moves out of the way. As Mayu is kipping up, Hazuki just throws her back down to the mat by the hair. Mayu narrowly escapes death by ducking a running punt kick from Hazuki off the ropes and gets in a schoolgirl for a quick one count. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody smoother in this time frame than these two ladies. They then start a reversal of pins that goes all over the ring. Mayu slips out of the last one and we get our first real standoff of the match. They go to tag out, and we now get Arissa and Natsu as Mayu is trying not to play favorites between Arissa and Tam. I love this, though. <laughs> Arissa reaches... Like, Tam's not even really paying attention. Arissa reaches out for a tag. Tam notices and is like, no, 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 no. Pick me, pick me. Arissa starts to fill out Natsu with some light kicks. She gets in a medium kick to Natsu, and she sells like death. It's different seeing three different matches in one. Yeah. We started off with the technical wrestling and power display. Then into the high-speed stuff. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. And then into the comedy part. And I honestly believe that you could have had three separate matches out of this and had a decent card. Well, it's technically three and a half because on top of the comedy, you have the amazing strikes of Arissa. Natsu is really good at combining comedy and taunting as she just plops her ass in the middle of the ring and tells Arissa to go at it with the kicks. Oh, yeah. Bad choice. Natsu starts to get the best of Arissa, and Arissa goes to run around her to hit the ropes. Mm-hmm. Natsu just grabs her by the leg to trip her up on the way. As she manages to get that sorted out to try again, Kigitsu is there to trip her up. Yeah, we get the Kigitsu sneaky special. Oh, it would seem that the chairs were put back from earlier, only for Oyadotai to reorganize them again. And of course, Mayu takes the worst chair dump of the group. I don't think she knows how to take anything normal. I guess this is the advantage of doing a show in a smaller venue. Everyone gets a chance to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And when you have three different car wrecks happening all at once, you're still in decent view of the others. Mm -hmm. Did you notice my favorite part of this whole thing is when Kegetsu's beating somebody with a chair? Ref stops her. 
all the chairs are just scattered everywhere. He takes the chair away from Kigetsu and sets it up nice and neatly, even though there's no other chairs in the area. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> yeah, let me put this here on top of this mess. There's one happy fan right there. Yeah. Back inside the ring, and Natsu just puts a foot inside of Arissa's skull. Yes. Right after, Natsu is able to get in her Bronco Buster. She drags a limp Arissa over to tag in Kegetsu, who manages to store enough mist to get Arissa, Mayu, and middle-aged ref. Yep. She apparently was only planning to do that as she gets in Hazuki to damn near kill poor Arissa with a killer foot to the face in the ropes. Yeah, it's a little weird. Normally in these matches, we see Tam be the workhorse and bump for everybody. This is all Arissa this match. Natsu comes in with her whip, and Kegetsu has middle-aged ref occupied while Azuki clears out the other stars. I thought we were about to get the everyone suplex spot as Mayu ran in to help Arissa, but Tam ran in right after her. I love this. She gets Arissa in the dragon sleeper, then she grabs Mayu into the headlock. Tam comes in, breaks up the headlock, looks down at Arissa in the dragon sleeper, waves it off, and drags Mayu out. <laughs> Beautiful. Orissa's finally able to get in a little bit of offense on Natsu. After she hits the flying knees to the corner, she manages to crawl and tag in Mayu, who hits the best-looking missile dropkick into the corner on Natsu I've she ever seen. She sprung board off of Natsu and did, like, a flip into about the middle of the ring. Yeah. Holy shit, girl. Slow down. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to go, yeah! Right? <laughs> the way you said that. Hazuki and Kegetsu try to get the upper hand. But Mayu then gets them in the rope-bouncing arm drag spot. I, I love it. I love it yeah, every time the, I see it. The double rope-bouncing arm drag spot. We'll call it that. Mayu and Tam are working on Natsu as Hazuki and Kegetsu were dumped outside by Mayu. Tam hit her cartwheel knees and Mayu follows up with a standing moonsault that nearly made me spit my coffee out because she looked to be landing square on her head there for a second. It also looked like she froze in midair for another split second and then corrected it. Fuck you, physics. <laughs> Mayu doesn't believe in physics. Physics don't believe in Mayu. Mayu gets caught off balance as Natsu is able to hit the perfect plex, but only for a two. Back to Mayu and Hazuki in the ring, and my fingers are starting to cramp trying to keep up with them. They start with some elbow exchanges until Mayu super gut kicks her and hits the sling blade. Another nice looking move from Mayu. Torque branch on Hazuki in the middle, and Arissa runs in to complete the AMA lock as Tam feels left out and just sits and sulks in front of him. It was a beautiful little moment. It's Arissa and Hazuki now, and Hazuki is getting the business in of Arissa's feet. My favorite was when Arissa was in the corner, and as Hazuki was getting up, Arissa jumps up in the corner, using the ropes for an assisted double foot bash to the back of Hazuki's head. Yeah. Man, Arissa's all about putting those feet and knees into Hazuki. Hazuki's finally able to get Arissa down with a trip through the ropes, and Kegetsu comes flying in to land a double stomp to the back. Yeah, I think we saw this last episode as well. This tag team is probably my favorite tag team. Kegetsu then puts in the reverse headlock on Arissa to drag her in with her legs hanging off the ropes for Hazuki to fly off the top and gut stomp her. Yep. I never thought I'd see a move that made the Doomsday device look safe. Right. Kegetsu is in, and Arissa is trying to get the upper hand. But Kegetsu is kicking just as stiff and gets in a face rake to even the odds. Yeah, I love that. She fainted like she was going to kick her again and keep it going, and then just was like, nope, there goes your eyes. Arissa is able to hit the stutter kick from the top onto Kegetsu. 
She looked slightly unbalanced as she was trying to do it quickly. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing if she took her time, she would have murdered Kagetsu. I think she would have murdered herself, too. She wasn't quite balanced up there properly. Mizuki gets in the most logical pin breakup I've ever seen as she flies in and actually tackles Arisa. That's all you gotta do. Mayu is the only one trying to help her out as Tam is still in the corner. Yeah, she's just refusing to come in and help at all. Arisa gets Kagetsu in a pin, and instead of counting the fall, middle-aged ref is trying to control something. It's Tam coming in and throwing Arisa to the mat off of Kagetsu to break up her own team's pin. Well, no, did you notice? To the most booze of the night, might I add. No, did you notice when Arisa was thrown into the corner, Tam tagged herself in. Oh, So when she went for the pin, middle-aged ref was saying... You're not legal. Tam comes in, throws Arissa out, and it's the only booze we get all night long. They are not happy with this. Oh my sweet lord, Kagetsu gets out of a suplex from Tam and pushes her into the ropes for awaiting Hazuki. But Tam just fucked her out of the ring and nearly the arena. Yeah, fuck you. Tam drop holds Kagetsu into the ropes for what looks like a normal 8166 setup, but just runs over with some good-looking knees to the face. Mm-hmm. As she follows up with the bridging German suplex, everyone is in to break it up. Mayu and Tam do a way better job with the double-team DDT in lifting German suplex. Yeah, I love this spot. Damn, another killer move tonight as Tam rams her knees into Kegetsu's face. Yeah, she is trying her hardest to win this match. I'm surprised Kegetsu wasn't spitting out some knee pad after that one. Or some blood. We go into some chaos as Arisa Irish whips Hazuki into the corner. Hazuki climbs to the top at 90 miles an hour to fly outside with no one to catch her. Yeah, there was no one there. I don't know why she jumped off. What the shit? I don't know what was up with that spot. Well, Tam and Arisa are finally working together as Kegetsu is the only one in the ring and they hit the double standing leg drops. Maybe it's just the initial aggression that needed to be worked through. I wish Stardom had some segments on their social media of Tam and Arisa trying to work things out. Maybe toss in a Mayu spot to be a therapist or something. Yeah, I don't want to see that. (laughs) But just as soon as I jotted down those notes, Tam is holding Kegetsu up for Arisa to hit the stutter kick, but Kegetsu drops out of the way, and Tam becomes the benefactor. Well, shit. Six more months of therapy. Yep. (laughs) Mayu is quick to come back in and try to get Arisa to help her with Kegetsu. Kegetsu dodges a double kick from off the ropes, and as they turn around, Hazuki is there to give them the flying double drop kick off the top rope. Netsu is quick to come in and hit the lifting DDT onto Tam as Kegetsu hits the Oedo coaster and gets the three in 16:32. And here comes my one research of the night. You ready for this? Okay. The lifting DDT is known as the Yoren or a cradle DDT. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what Yoren stands for. Looked it up. Only come back as a name, I'm assuming. It's probably some Japanese wrestler who created it. Uh, but it's Toyorin, and it's a cradle DDT. Post-match, Kegetsu tries to speak, but is way too gassed. Yeah, she's like... Hazuki <laughs> takes the mic from her and says, What's up, Asaka? First of all, and this is where I almost turned off the episode, the new Odiotai hoodie is on sale today. It's popular, so you better buy it before it sells out. God damn it. I want this hoodie... You ain't got to rub it in my face that it existed at one point. Somebody tell me where to get this hoodie. We're coming for your merch, stardom. Uh, She says, check it out. And a fan stands up wearing one. Really love this spot. She says, it's got all our names on it. Buy it now. Also, you can get Natsu's new shirt. Natsu says, I'll be happy if you buy one. Zuki says, January 4th, we will have four Osaka shows. So this is the last Osaka show of the year. But they're back in like a week. Yeah. She says, Odeo Tai will have the spotlight. Don't miss it. Odeo Tai is going to evolve. 
come see us, come see us, come see us, come see us. All this time, just kind of buying Kigetsu time to catch her breath. She then says, Kigetsu, will you speak? Kigetsu says, yeah, I'm okay. Did y'all enjoy the show? It's the last Osaka show, so you gotta let me say something. Why does she have to say something? That's her home turf. There we go. I'm the 10th stardom champion, and everybody's coming after me. Uh, I want to tell you what makes champ. You take the punishment, and you keep going. She says, uh, that's what makes a champ, is you take punishment, and you keep going. And as long as I'm here, that won't change. And then they close out the show with the Odeo Tie, Do Your Half-Ass Best. Another show that was TV quality, but in a good way. The majority of the content and matches had something to provide for future storylines and arcs. Everything is properly in order for the end of the year climax show, coming later this month. And Stardom isn't overloading every card between major events and leaving the fans wanting more after the end of each show. Thus proving sometimes, less is more. See, for me... I would give this a really good house show. I, I think it's definitely the weakest one we've covered so far. I'm not saying it's bad. It just didn't really do a whole lot for me. Like, everything was serviceable. Nothing was shit. It just didn't do anything for me. My match of the night would have to be the tag team match of Jan versus Momo and Atami. I'd have gone with Oyedota versus Stars, but there was a bit too much outside stuff for me. It was still awesome, though. But for a match overall, Jan versus Queen's Quest was spot on. Multiple story arcs through the match without getting too convoluted. Well-paced match that made everyone look good, and it set us up for a couple of matches down the line. Matt? Uh, I'm going with Oedo Tai versus Stars because, I mean, I love this whole Tam versus Orisa thing they have going on in the star side. And Oedo Tai, this, this iteration, these are my three favorite wrestlers in stardom pretty much with Kigetsu, Hazuki, and Natsu. It had everything I needed for it. It was a really good match. It's the only match, did you notice, that went over 10 minutes as well. Yeah. So with that, I'll, oh, Doctor the Wife. I know you only watch one match, but did it live up to the hype? And was it your match of the night? It was a better, better, I don't know. I, I saw the, all the other matches too. I think the Mary's match was better than last time because she wasn't as careful as she was in the previous one. Mm -hmm. So I was happy to see that, that there was more going on more follow through more action uh, as far as the other ones go um they were they were okay were one of the other ones your match of the night or are you sticking with mary konami versus mary match i actually liked watching that because i think i i enjoyed watching konami and mary go against each other it was she was actually very accurate when she said it was nice to see somebody who have that kind of skill with submission moves to actually show what she could do fair enough so with match of the night out of the way we go to the ever popular hill of the week I'm going to go with Hana. I mean, she was such a hill. She said her opponent wasn't even a real wrestler. She beat her. She choked her. She spit on a ref. I, I mean, what what do you got? What about you, Dr. The Wife? Uh, I agree. Hana throwing away the show was her mic drop. Yeah, just, I don't even care. <laughs> She's just like, fuck this. <laughs> Waldo? I'm going to go with the same match, but it was definitely Saki. Saki? Yes. Who... Just got her ass kicked for To no minutes. fault of Hana, Saki ruined all of those seats for all those devoted fans. Ugh. Did she betray the fans? Saki. Thank you again to our amazing fans for continuing to help us out. YouTube is still giving me a couple of fits here and there about some of the replies that I try to post, but I'd like to remind y'all that the twatter hasn't done that to us just yet, and we will reply to you on there with no problem. At Face for Wrestling. Also, shout out to all you guys leaving comments. Like, we really do appreciate it. The helpful ones, the ones that also just boost our egos. 
Not that we need the ego boost, but we do appreciate it. It makes you feel good in the morning. Good news, bad news situation. Times are still kind of tough out there right now, so stay safe and all that crap. Japan has declared another state of emergency, which has caused all the wrestling promotions, including Stardom, to cancel events for a bit. I think, and I'm hearing through the news, that operations supposed to resume in May, mid-May. Who knows? That's the word on the street right now. But now is as good as time as any to go show them your support and follow them on the swatter, along with us, and on the YouTube, along with us. As always, I would recommend to our viewers slash listeners... Please click on the bell. That way you know when new episodes go up. Go start or kick that bell, I guess. Go over and do spend the 920 yen a month at www.stardom-world.com. And now that we're teaching you how to buy some merch, man, buy some merch if you can buy some merch. Stats ain't math.